Hey science fans, it's Mrs. Corbett here and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science! And I am the husband! Hey husband! Hello! Hi! What's going on? Energy. Energy, do you know what? I heard a rumour that you cannot create or destroy energy. True that, <laughs> conservation of energy, uh, I mean, you. What about when you, like a dimmer switch? No? What? Dimmer switch. You turn the light down so there's less light energy. Yeah, you're just conserving Boom. some more chemical and electrical energy. Also, is this not being it's destroyed, is it? No, just slowing it down. Why Bruh. do people want to destroy energy, though? Why would you want to do oh, that? Oh, people are just like drains. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, drains and radiators. Sure. So this is more, this is more philosophical than chemical, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. Um, so we're talking about chemical reactions. Okay. Um, this is the last topic of chemistry paper one. So energy changes um, are, are important parts of chemical reactions. So the interactions of particles often uh, cause like a transfer of energy due to making and breaking bonds. So when we react anything, we have to make bonds and break bonds, usually break them, then make them. Okay. So for example, let's say we have water being formed. We've got H2 plus O2 makes H2O. So I've got to break the hydrogen bond. Mm. break the oxygen bond mm. stick it back together again make mm. some bonds okay yeah yeah um quite simple um it's like making so, an omelet yeah carbon plus oxygen you've got to break break the oxygen molecule and pop it on the carbon molecule energy happens so energy is either emitted or absorbed from the surroundings to make and break these bonds. Okay, doke. Okay. So you probably would have done, in year seven, you would have done the experiment where we make you boil some water. It's very exciting. Um, and students will boil water and they will take the temperature of the water every 20 seconds um, to see what happens to the temperature. And most people in visitors, the temperature just goes up in a straight line, but it doesn't. It goes up in steps. And that is those bonds breaking. So the temperature doesn't go up in a straight line sometimes it goes up and then it stays that's because those bonds are taking energy in from the surroundings to break and then they release that energy when they make new ones okay so we have hang on hang on when you're boiling water what are you making we're not making anything that's that's a physical change not a chemical reaction but i'm just showing that you oh okay gotcha you're breaking the forces of attraction to the other molecules so sorry i didn't make that clear but in any chemical reaction you've got to make and break bonds and they either require or produce a certain amount of energy not produce release a certain amount of energy Mm -hmm. okay now there are two types of reactions reactions that give out heat to the surroundings exothermic yes and there are those that take in endothermic lovely very good now we need to know we know that energy is conserved in reactions so however much energy there is to start with there will be to end with Okay. Yep. However, some of it will be given out as heat. Some of it will be taken in from the surroundings. Um, So an exothermic reaction is one where energy is transferred to the surroundings. Mm. So if you're measuring with a thermometer in the surroundings, the temperature will go up. Sure. So if I've got magnesium, I whack it in some acid. The acid might have the temperature of 25. And as soon as I whack in that magnesium, it goes up to 36. That is an exothermic reaction. Mm -hmm. Your thermometer is in there measuring the reaction. The temperature has gone up. But the overall energy that was in that cup has gone down because the heat energy has been transferred to the surroundings. Something like ammonium nitrate plus water will take in energy from the surroundings. So the thermometer will go down in temperature. Huh. Can you think 
of any everyday reactions that are either endo or exothermic? Everyday reactions. <laughs> I mean, let's try and think of an everyday reaction, shall we? Um, oh, respiration. Very good. Endo or exothermic? Okay, so you... Let's see. I think it is exothermic. It is. It keeps you warm. That's how you stay warm. Yeah. What is the opposite of respiration? The opposite of respiration? Oh, it's photosynthesis. Endothermic. Endothermic. What temperature does it have to be for grass to grow? 38 degrees. 16 degrees. Seven. Seven degrees. Is it seven degrees? Seven degrees. (laughs) Grass grows from seven degrees because it's an endothermic process. It needs that heat energy for photosynthesis to happen, to produce more glucose, to do more respiration, to grow. Okay. Okay, so that's why you don't mow the lawn in winter, not just because you're lazy. Um, So... In, in my defense, I don't mind the lawn in the summer either. No, that's that's true. Um, hand warmers is a fine example. You know, the ones... That... When, I'm go back to the grass. It needs to be at least seven degrees to grow. Yeah. Seven degrees isn't the optimal temperature. No, no, no. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, it'll be like 20-something. Yeah. Um, so, endothermic reaction um, is one... Sorry. Exothermic reaction. Another example is those hand warmers that you click. And the two chemicals join together. Right, yeah. And they, they warm up your hands. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Kind of like glow sticks yeah. when, you, when you break. Well, I, I know more about stick. like ice packs. Ice pack is an endothermic, it's an endothermic reaction. So it's taking in heat oh, energy from the wow. surroundings and it's getting colder. So that's a really good example of that. Um, oh, citric acid and sodium carbonate is another one. When you put sherbet in your mouth and it feels cold, uh-huh. like, and then you get a mince and it makes your mouth feel like it's cold, that's an endothermic reaction. All right. So. Mints make your mouth feel cold, do they? Yeah. Okay. Not sure. mince meat, mint. Mints, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so key ways to tell if it's an endo or exothermic reaction, it either gets hotter or colder. Key things to remember about endothermic and exothermic reaction is when you end a relationship, endo, when you end a relationship, you break up. So more bonds are broken than are made in an endothermic reaction. So the energy is taken in to break bonds. Yeah, we've talked about this quite a lot. Um, like when, we, when you, if you want to melt salt, the uh, amount of heat required to break the bonds and melt it is extremely high. So yeah. Exactly. Um, Sorry, I was, just, then, I was just saying that, yes, you are correct in that. Sorry, I'm just watching our cat try and go through the cat flat the wrong way because he's an absolute moron. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Can't go through a cat flap front with water numpty. Uh, sorry about that. Um, exothermic. Mm. I can't tell you the way I remember about exothermic. It's the opposite of endothermic. Yeah. You end a relationship, you break bonds. Exothermic yeah. is the opposite. Yeah. Um, there is another way of remembering it that people use, but I can't remember it. Um, so yeah, exothermic, you're making more bonds than you're breaking. And no. Yes, exothermic, <laughs> making bonds, yes. endothermic, breaking, breaking bonds. bonds. Exactly that. Now, there is a required practical for this one where you have to show how you would measure the change in energy. And essentially, you need a beaker, a glass beaker. I'm going to sketch it for you just so that you can get it. But the kids should have done this one. It's a classic. Hmm. So you've got a beaker. Mm-hmm. You've got your two reactants. Let's say I'm doing acid and... Um, oh, let's do acid and alkali because they are. that's a slightly exothermic reaction like one degree only a little bit so you would have a beaker and inside the beaker you would have a polystyrene cup okay okay so the polystyrene cup would be like suspended in the beaker why do you think i would have that? what no polystyrene cup outside the beaker no polystyrene cup inside the beaker what oh like a 
like a like a takeaway coffee cup. Fuck yeah. Not not like from a takeaway coffee cup from the nineties. Yes. <laughs> so the reason why I've put the polystyrene cup. So polystyrene is a good insulator. So not much heat is going to escape. Right. I've put it inside a glass beaker uh-huh. because I've created a little vacuum. Okay. Air is a poor conductor, so I've got double insulation. Gotcha. And it's sturdier. Right. Okay. I'm going to put a thermometer in my acid. Uh huh. And it says 25 degrees C. Cool. Okay. Yep. I'm then going to add my alkali. Yep. And I'm going to measure the temperature change. Okay. Okay. How would I improve this experiment to reduce heat loss to the surroundings? Um, more insulation. Good. Where particularly? Where could I lose heat to my surroundings? At the top. Yeah. So what can I do? Do it in space. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. God, you're annoying. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You couldn't do it in space. They'd float away. Right, and no fine. one would hear you cry you about it. You need a lid. Yes, put a lid on. That's another good one. Uh, good. So in this required practical, you would also need to have the same volume each time. And you might want to like, they might say, oh, what how would happen if you added 10 centimeters of alkali, 20 centimeters of alkali, and you'd have to like say what you sure, would change. Sure, that's your, the, the independent variable is the one you change. Exactly that. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then next time we're going to do energy profile diagrams. Energy profile diagrams. Yes. Well, that sounds that sounds amazing. I know it is. Cool. Right. Let's um, let's endothermic reaction this podcast episode and break the 